The following podcast is an 8122 Productions podcast in association with Hashtag 607 Podcast, Next Wave, Alternate Reality Radio. For more information, please go to 8122productions.com. Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horrorzone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and it is almost Christmas time. We talked a lot about, uh, uh, you know, the original Black Christmas last week. This week, we're going to be talking about the remake, but, you know, we've also got a lot of news we're going to talk about, as always, too. But before we do any of that, there's a special friend of mine in the studio with me, as he is each and every week. You don't want to know where he's hung his mistletoe. Everybody say hello to Rich. I hang my mistletoe every at uh, the same place every year. I have a special hat. It's like a, like you know the carrot in front of the horse and the cartoons. Uh-huh. That's what I do. Then I can walk up to anybody and and bam, uh-huh. mistletoe is right there. Mistletoe. It's the, it's the ultimate creeper gift. Uh huh. I, I I learned that trick from uh, your good buddy Doctor Derek. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like something that he would come up with. Maybe it's him that has it strategically placed in another place that we don't want to know about. Yeah, I mean that was in the past. I mean now he is a man in a relationship. He's grown so up. It's a little. It's a little different. Now, he's grown yeah. up. Yeah. He's he's a big boy now. Yeah, it's it's good stuff to you know. Finally, he's he's found somebody. Yeah, yeah. We're happy to hear that. We're of happy course. for him. We're always so, happy. So you know, as I just mentioned uh, last week, we did "Twas the Night Before Black Christmas" Part One, and we talked about the original, the Great Black Christmas. This week we're going to be talking "Twas the the Night Before Black Christmas" Part Two. That's right. That's the so name we're going of the show. Talking about the the big uh, the big seeker, not sequel, but remake that came out in two thousand six. So uh, that's going to be fun. "Twas the Night Before Black Christmas" Two, the Electric Boogaloo, or, the Electric Boogaloo, or, or or Black Christmas Harder. Yeah, however you want to talk about it. You sure, know, you know it's, it's 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 all fun and games. It's going to be it's all fun and games. It's, is it's right. all fun and games until somebody puts in "Freddy's Dead." Yeah, and I got it out of the way early today. Woo! Yeah, you did. You did. I'm starting to learn to just tune these things out and just That's keep moving okay. along past it. I will I will continue to do it, though, so it doesn't matter. I know you will. I know you will. It's I expect it every week. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, I did happen to catch a new Christmas. It's an old Christmas movie, but one I had never seen before. Uh, it was a French movie they've been talking about a lot on BloodyDisgusting.com called uh, Deadly Games. And uh, they have that on Shudder now. It just yeah. hit on Shudder this week. Uh, it's a French film. Is um, it subtitled? It's subtitled. Um as with any uh, foreign film, I'm always a little bit hesitant to do it because I don't want to pay attention to the subtitles. I want to pay attention to what's going on. But I found, you know, when I was watching J-Horror or uh, even like actually Wreck, the original first Wreck uh, was the first foreign film I ever actually watched and enjoyed. Um, you know, you get used to it. You get used to it. And it ended up being a fun movie. It wasn't as great as some of the websites are saying that it is, but it was still a fun movie. 
Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe I'll have to check it out. I mean, of course, I have that Shutter subscription, so yeah, take advantage of it. Maybe check it out. I think uh, you'll enjoy it. It, it sometimes uh, subtitle movies drive me nuts, though. Yeah, because like I, 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 like I, like you said, I have a hard time focusing, and I love dialogue, so I end yeah. up, I end up trying to be immersed into the dialogue instead of like watching everything else. Right. But yeah, you know, it's another Christmas horror movie. There it goes. There's been plenty of them, and there's there's another one. I, I should just uh, we should have just thrown in there like let me in because technically that happens during Christmas time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go home and watch that tonight. Good, good movie. Good movie. Oh, great movie. Uh, so we might as well uh, kick off the news here this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I don't tonight. know about all that. I, I thought it was a rather slow week in the news. I, nothing big. At, nothing big at all happened. Nothing this week. big at all. Nothing big at all well, happened. This week. You would be wrong, <laughs> because there was a certain trailer that came out. There was trailers this week? There was a trailer this week. I, I know you don't believe that. That never happens. Never. But uh, we finally got the first trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I would like to point out it's a teaser trailer. Don't be fooled by the length of it. It's technically a teaser trailer because it's still yeah, uh, it's still yeah. until July. But yes, it's technically, that's what they consider it a teaser trailer, even though it was a two-minute trailer, uh, because it's it's that's all it's meant to do because you're not going to see the main t- uh, trailers for this come out until probably April, May, or June, somewhere in there, because obviously it doesn't come out until July. Yeah. But, but yes, it was nice that they gave us a little uh, pre-Christmas gift from the wonderful people for Jason Reitman's in the giving mood, obviously. Right. And cut a nice little trailer uh, that I enjoyed very much so. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's not that I, I didn't like it. I did find it to be fun. Um, but it's like I was saying last week. I don't want to see a Ghostbusters movie where it's kids running around with proton packs. Ah. I don't want to see. You know, To me, this trailer was basically Ghostbusters meets Stranger Things and the Goonies. I'm, I'm here now to rain on your parade. I, I, I told you I was going to save it for the show because I have to get into it. So first of all, let me just talk about the trailer real quick. Just get out of the way. Uh, I love the trailer for this reason. A, it was the, there's there's three things that I took away from this trailer that were great. A, the fanboy in me got the fanboy nods. You know, you have the proton. You should see. You get to see the proton pack. You get to see Ecto One. You get to see the uh, trap. The ghost you trap. get to see. You get to see. Although it brief and it it doesn't like quite look the same. What appears to be Slimer. You get yeah. to see. You get Their to suits. see. Yeah, you get to see the suits. You get to hear uh, a Bill Murray Bill Murray line from another movie, not from this one. I just want to point that out. It is from uh, the original. Ghostbusters movie that they play a line in the trailer. You also get uh, so that was the first part that I really enjoyed. I also like the fact that they didn't give a lot away. I love it when they don't give a lot away. This is a so teaser. Do I. This is a teaser trailer. Just give you something to wet your beak. That's all you needed. And I feel like they gave you enough backstory, and they used Paul Rudd in the trailer very well to kind of gap some of the information that you need to learn. So I'm going to go over that in a second. And lastly. I, I dug the cast. I thought the cast is, is really good. Uh, so now I got I to gotta, I gotta kind of backtrack this into where my statements for you are. So firstly, uh, about the trailer thing. I couldn't believe you were upset about the trailer because we always talk about giving too much away in a trailer. Oh, uh, it wasn't that and, I was and upset they didn't about give, it. And, they, and they, didn't, they didn't give a trailer. I mean, I'm not saying upset. I'm sorry that you weren't as high up on it, if you will. Because uh, they didn't yeah, give a lot kind of away. Meh. Right, but they didn't give a lot away. Although they hit all the fanboy feels, in my opinion, and they also gave you a little taste of what you know is to come. Secondly, uh, it, it, it's a different concept, but it's a same. It's 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 enough of the original concept in enough of a new concept. By that I mean, uh, and I got to I, I give a shout out to Token Tom from the Necrocasticon. He put on Facebook, and I agree with this. They got it right finally. They did what the original did. It's a horror movie with comedy. 
and, and as opposed to a comedy that has just a little bit of sprinkled creepy shit right. into it. And you could tell that it's super creepy, but there's a couple, you know, the, they definitely put, show you that the humor's still there, i.e. the Finn Wolfhard line when he, they're under the table. He's like, oh, what'd you do with your summer? Oh, I died under a kitchen table. Right. Like, I, I, you know, they, they break it in there, but you can also tell that it's a very eerie, very dark thing. I don't, other than the fact that Finn Wolfhard's in the, in the damn movie, I don't see how people draw the comparisons to Stranger Things. Uh, the, I think what that is, is it's... How could I put this? It's more that you've got kids doing stuff that happened from the 80s, kind of. It had that 80s feel to it, which is good. It's but fine. it's 2019. Right. But I think that that's fine because people want to have that nostalgic feel when they come into a real Ghostbusters movie. Well, of course, Paul Rudd, um, when he sees the the trap, says, oh, right. that's an amazing replica. So you can tell there's a fandom. Right. And, and so now diving in further. So that's why I could. Also, last week, I pitched an idea for the movie and on I the show. And I think you're right about that. And that, that. You, you like that idea. And that's exactly what it looks like. I'm not saying that I'm a genius and i'm not saying they might not diverse of it but that's what the trailer looks like this leading us to believe that these kids are you know think i, I think from the trailer here's what i'm taking away from it i'm not going to talk about any other websites i did read some stuff and i'm not even going to throw that in these are just my takeaways and i'm sure other people have said them because it's not, it's not like i'm reinventing the wheel uh first of all i liked how they like you know as a fan that they're talking about spangler but yeah. and it's the only the, the only Ghostbuster who's no longer with us in real life. But if you think about it, in the trailer, they never say his name. You do see the you do see the suit in the thing where yeah, if, if you blink and you miss it, you'll yeah. you miss it says Spangler. But if you notice, they always are like my grandfather. My gra they don't ever say the grandfather's name. Now, I mean, obviously, you hear we Paul draw Rudd say, "Who are you?" Yeah, we you you we, we draw that you know conclusion. Now, mind right. you, it looks like they have a different last name as well because it's on their mother's side of the grandfather, not the father. Because remember, the little girl at one point in the, the trailer says it's just oh mom. It's, it's just mom so that's probably why they uh, they bet you they don't have the spangler last name so maybe they do if, maybe they don't well, they, if, well if it's single mom i don't think maybe. That, i don't think that they would because think about it it sounds like the teacher which is paul rudd is a fanboy if they had the spangler last name he would fanboy about true it. so i'm, I'm thinking he didn't put two and two together because remember when she brings in the trap he doesn't put it together that she's related to, to a ghostbuster right she he put he just thinks it's a replica and then it does that little green shit and he's like oh well, fuck yeah. but uh the other piece so so there's that takeaway i thought they did a very good job with that the second thing is uh adding to it is they had uh sorry i, I lost my train of thought that was even worse um Secondly, they, they when they showed uh, the 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 Slimer scene, which I'm assuming is Slimer, it looked like Slimer. It yeah. looked like Slimer. I thought that was cool. That was a good nostalgic feel. But they I, didn't I get did too much away. Kind of like slow motion, like pause, 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 play, pause, play, pause. It looks like Slimer. Okay, looked a little gray, but it looked like Slimer. And then we also get the dog from the first one. It looked like appeared on the hood of the car. If you remember, it looks like the the, the foot oh, of it. Yeah. It looks like it looks like one of the demon dogs, if you yeah. will, from the first one. So I'm like, okay, they're they're definitely doing doing some throwbacks. Uh, that's going to lead to what I I go into later. Uh, the other thing that I dug about it was that. Uh, well, this is one of my theories. I'll just jump into that. Actually, I, I think that when you see that shake and they're above that mine shaft, I think what end up what what's going to end up happening. If I'm right, I'm right. That's good. You're here to hear first. What I think is going to end up happening is Egon took the containment unit and buried it in that desert. And either it's become degraded or some supernatural force is now working to let things out of the containment unit. And they're after they uh, obviously giving the little backstory, we don't know the whole thing yet. But it sounds to me when Paul Rudd's giving his dialogue. He says that there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. So it appears that after the Ghostbusters beat Vigo, ghosts went away. All ghosts just went away. 
So yeah. whatever they did, whatever evil they destroyed in that moment, it took care of all paranormal ghosts. Because it, why else would he say, well, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. So that means the Ghostbusters obviously got rid of everything. And obviously Egon moved to the middle of the desert, if you will, in yeah. a small community. And he obviously built a bunker <laughs> where this little girl finds, which is, I'm assuming is his granddaughter and smart as a whip, obviously. She's, she appears to be the, the real intelligent one out of all of them. And I'm not knocking anybody else. I just feel like that's the character. So she took after her grandfather and she finds obviously where the proton packs and everything else are. And so, I mean, you if you notice, there was four uniforms hanging down there i don't know right. if they were all his or if they were everybody's because obviously we only saw the name on one and once again if you blinked you missed it if you didn't see that in the trailer go back and watch it is right there. it does say spangler on the one yeah that she it does i paused that too at that but moment. yeah it's yeah, it's it it's, 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 it's blinking you miss it uh but i think that the containment unit was buried there and i think somehow it's becoming degraded whether it's because natural things and they're getting out or something supernatural is trying to let things out right. and i so i think my assessment that you were on board with which would be all right i'm just saying is that they're good they move there happenstance brings them there stuff starts happening she finds all the ghostbuster stuff looked like she was comfortable using the ek reader yeah <laughs> which was kind of cool and then she's gonna go you know they're gonna come around they're obviously i think i don't think that they were really ghost busting in the car uh when the, she's in the yeah, car i think they I think hijacked they were playing around. yeah yeah i think they're i mean they're around. chasing after, they're chasing what after slimer, slimer but and if it is slimer if they go by it depends on which one they go by they go by two by then he was like a friend of theirs yeah so it might just be him playing games who knows well the kids I, I, wouldn't know anyway right the kids wouldn't but if he's so. playing around with them they would know if he's a threat or not right if you think about it uh so i think they're going to get in over their head though i think they're going to try to do something and then things you know hit the wall you have paul rudd there to be the guidance and the leader and then when things hit the fan, that's when the real Ghostbusters show up. Yeah. So here's what my biggest concern is going to be with this. And it's the same thing I said last week. You know, I am just afraid that this movie is going to go, let's say it's two hours long. I'm afraid it's going to be well over an hour before it's it's going to be all these new characters and these kids kind of doing their own thing. And it's going to be well an hour, hour and 15 minutes into the movie before the Ghostbusters show up. The, people are so. not going to like that. I hope so. I don't. I want to see a Ghostbusters sequel. I don't want to see. I don't. I absolutely. And I, and I, I, I think that you're going to find that it would be a horrible movie if it was. Why would you want to watch guys that are in their 60s and 70s running around in jumpsuits? Because that's what we've wanted. Not necessarily 60s and 70s. I, I wanted that. Wanted the I wanted that 20. I wanted that. Years. I wanted that 20 years ago. Really? I don't want it now in 2019. I'm sorry. I and I mean, if anybody thinks that that's what you're going to get, you're not. And, and, and if that changes your mind, I'm just looking at it as a piece of art that I've seen this, this, this is, little this little peek at. Jason Reitman is is obviously doing a very nice job. Bill or uh, Dan Aykroyd has done nothing but gleam about this movie and how great right. it is. I and that's why I'm sure it's going to be fine. There's, there's two there's two things that have to happen, and this is going to go back to the Mike Flanagan, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street situation. Robert Anglin's a smart enough man to know that man, my days are numbered on this planet because I am over seventy years old. I can don this costume one more time, but the only way I'm going to do it is if I can pass the torch so this franchise lives on, which means my legacy lives on. And I think that's what you have here as well. You have Dan Aykroyd and you have Bill Murray. And at the end of the day, how many more times can they be Ghostbusters at this point? Right, in and it is supposed to be a passing of the torch. I guess uh, what I've expected all along is that it was going to be 
and even now they're getting older because now they're all in like their late 30s and 40s. But I figured it was going to be Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, like that kind of like like Jonah Hill. I figured it was going to be that batch of people because that's what was rumored to happen the last time this mo- 10 years ago when this movie was going to be made. That's who was who they were going for. I think it's, it's a different weird time. That Paul Rudd still ended up showing, you know. Yeah. But here's the thing. But, I think it's a different time and a different atmosphere. And I think what you have to do is is, is the, the things like Stranger Things. So I'll give you that have reassured you that kids and it, by the way, have yeah. reassured you that kids can be in the lead role. And I think that where you're running with this is if you have, I don't want to see a movie where you have Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson just running around snatching up ghosts at this point because it's not believable. You know what I mean? And I also don't want to see a movie where they're like the old grizzled vets that are just training these young kids either. And even if they were guys in their 30s. I, and because I, th- I feel like then you're really marginalizing what they do. If, it has to be organic, though, at right. the same time. And maybe it will be. Right. I have faith that it will be. Right. I just don't want to see a movie with a bunch of kids running around with proton packs catching ghosts. They're, I, don't I would either. be fine if they were a little bit older. You know, here let's just, you know, cut to the chase when it comes to the actors here. What, McKenna Grace is, I believe, 13. Finn Wolfhard is 16. Okay. He can drive a car. How many kids, you know, child, <laughs> child actors continue on into adulthood and stay actors this is what they're doing is they're passing the torch to these children specifically people that come into acting when they're more like in their teens and 20s they're there for the long haul whereas a lot of kids quit who knows how long finn wolfhard is going to want to act or 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 and I, I mean i did say pass the torch too but or what if they're ending it what if, what if this is the definitive end? Could what if be. this is, okay, this is how you pay homage to what we created and, and put a period. And of course, somebody, some asshole will remake it down the line again, whatever. Right. But once again, let's put the period on the original story. And here's how you do it. Make it the movie. Let, let's go, first of all, go back to the first movie. Make it more of a horror movie with comedy in it. And so far, that's it kind of has that aesthetic. Yeah. Secondly, how can we bring in the hearts in the field? The, the one of the the heart and soul of the Ghostbusters, if you will, is Egon. I mean, he was the yeah. one that did all the major work. So now that he is gone in real life, Harold Ramis is no longer with us. How do we honor him and make this a cool movie in the roundabout? Okay, let's involve his family because he had a family. Which right. we'll go with. And then now we have to come up with an interesting story, which is, once again, we're all on the surface of speculation, and I believe it's going to be amazing. And here's the thing. Now we have that. Now we have to have a hero. The Ghostbusters are going to be that hero. Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson will be your heroes. I guarantee right. it in this movie. But if you show them too early, then you run the the course of going, okay, we're not focused on the backstory anymore. Now it becomes a comedy about three old men who are putting on a jumpers again. Right. That's why I said I don't want to see that movie. I want to see the movie where you build a movie, you build up all this stuff in a world where it appears, according to Paul, if we have to believe Paul Rudd from the thing, where there hasn't been ghosts in 30 years. And all of a sudden, these ghosts are coming back because like, I, I, I'm i pretty sure that's what's going to happen. The containment right. unit's buried in that desert, and either it's degrading or some supernatural force is playing on it. It looks like ghosts from their past, because if that Slimer, we saw one of those demon dogs, if you will, right. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Zool in this, or a formation of Zool, or even Vigo, you know, yeah. in a way. Because... I'm telling you, they're going to go all out, balls to the wall with these characters. And then when that happens, then let's bring in the heroes. Right. Because I don't want to see the heroes come in and like teach the little girl how to shoot a proton pack either. I want to see them. I want to see when you think all hope is gone, here comes the cavalry in a big bad way. And then I also said, I, I mean, this was one of my added on to my assessment. 
I think also in the third act, if you really want to pay homage and you can do it to, to Egon, you do him as a ghost helping save his brothers and the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and his I hope that that really does happen. Because that would I, be a cool, nice little ending for the feelings because you want to have that emotional ending. Right. I, I would really hope that that would happen. It would be that it would have that. And I don't know that they will or not, but yeah, I, I hope that they do. I hope it's more than just here's his legacy, here's his grandchildren. I, I hope that he's there in some form and helps them. It would be, to me, that would be heartwarming. To right. see that, I want to get those feels from this movie. But that's why I said, as a, and I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. One of my favorite movies and franchises of all time. I even love Ghostbusters too, mm-hmm. even though it's tongue in cheek and cheesy as fuck. I don't care. I love that movie. And my thing is, I, 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 even as a diehard fan of this franchise, I don't want to see them running around all movie. I don't want to see them. I mean, I, I'll agree with you. Maybe if it's a two hour movie and an hour fifteen, and they're only in it for forty five minutes, I might be like, okay, that's a little bit. Depending upon how the story goes. Now, mind right. you, if the story at that point is amazing, then I'm fine with that. I would like to see them at least in half the movie. So forty five to an hour, then introduce them somehow, some way. And I don't want to see them. And, and I said this, I, I was at work today saying this. I don't want to see them in the trailers until like one of the last trailers. And I only want to see it. I don't want to see them in a. I don't want to see them with a proton pack. In their hand i don't want to see him with the the suit on and you i know want to we're see a scene to. I, I know, you know I, going it's gonna to. it's gonna disappoint me because all the scene that you need do a trailer and at the very last thing in the trailer have like bill murray and dan Aykroyd standing there and bill murray just looks at him and go well i guess we're back in business again or something like that yeah. to that extent so you know they're in the movie it's just that quick and you're Cause that's what's going to sell people from our generation even though our people you mm-hmm. know people from our generation know what's coming with this that's what's going to sell it you know they're going to be in there well i but like i agree I said, with you i, I would wish- like it to do like that because yeah. then it leaves it totally awesome right and, and once again i guarantee in the movie you will see them in the There's suits one other thing i can't cut, quite put my finger on so let's just say finn wolfhard he, obviously he's driving he's got to be 16 17 years old and this, his character is in this movie we'll say 16 yeah 16 so right. that would mean his mother even if she was 15 16 years old when she had him she'd be in her early 30s but we got to assume she's probably about 40 years old i think we saw her i think she was a blonde lady looks like she's about 40 where did she come from? Did he have an affair when he was younger and didn't okay. know that he had a daughter? There's two thoughts here. A, it could be something where he didn't know he had a daughter. B, because I don't think he was married in the original He wasn't either. in the sequel either. There was no, nothing no, exactly. about him even having a girlfriend. So that was the 30-year mark would be there. What if, what if I'm wrong and the 30 years doesn't take place after Vigo? What if this movie is not set in 2020? Maybe it's in the future. Maybe it's set in 2025, 2030. And, 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 and over the years, the Ghostbusters eradicated. Right. The, the, and something the, the, tells the, me because of the ghost. way the kids act about there's only mom and you know this kind of stuff. And it doesn't seem like anybody really knows what's going on. I kind of get the feeling the mom doesn't really know much about her father. Right. So, so it could I be hope, that situation. I hope that it's it that could because be otherwise si- you got so you're gonna you have got two a plot si- hole. I, I feel like there's going to be two situations you're going to find out. You're going to find out that she was either like the daughter of him and he didn't know at first or you know it was a one night stand something yeah. you know and I, I don't want to say that he was a one night stand kind of guy but you know he was very focused on his work whatever whatever something happened whatever you know he's a man let's be honest right. it could have happened and then like maybe she did have some relationship with him but then he passed away untimely yeah you know what i mean so she didn't have like at first she might have not had a full-on relationship but then she knew him for a little while but then she passed away so she right. didn't know a ton about him because by the time she met him he was already uh you know past that right if you will that's one way to do it the other way to do it is like you said is like i said make it in the hop. future do it if like it's something where she was close with him her whole life and this and that and they don't do it in the future there's going to be a big plot hole there and people are going to dissect that I don't, so i'm thinking ghostbusters fans are smart right but i'm, I'm thinking that they're going to do something where it was she was like the illegitimate child that he had before him i'm kind of thinking that just and the based reason on the why way i'm the saying act. the other reason that i'm saying that is because obviously she doesn't know a ton about her father either right because i feel like if you knew your dad was this hero ghostbuster 
that you would be like, oh, he's he's a Ghostbuster. And so your kids would know Ghostbusters. Right. Like, because obviously they're a thing because Paul Rudd's a fanboy. But once again, you also have to remember, 30 years ago, things happened. Kids these days don't know either. Right. So it's not unbelievable that a 16-year-old kid wouldn't know who the Ghostbusters were in a world because, you know, there's kids right now who were were born after 9-11 or close to 9-11 right. that don't remember But you think 9/11. that mom would have said something if she knew Right. That. That's why That's why I'm saying I think that mom doesn't know. I, yeah. think, I, think, I think the case is probably it was he found out about her after the fact right. or something like that. You're going to find out they either had zero relationship or such a little relationship because when he passed away. Right. Because uh, the, the legacy. But I, I, there's a lot to be said there. I mean, once again, this is, I, for better or for worse, even though it's longer, it's still a teaser trailer. We're still so far off that this is technically a teaser. Yeah. We're going to not get a real trailer for this, like I said, until probably May. Right. And, and and then we'll see where they go with it. But I have high hopes for this movie. Everybody's talking good about it. So, I, 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 I and think, I just want uh, to point out, I still think it was a good trailer. It's just, <laughs> this is my worry. Yeah. That's well, all. Well, you know what? It, it, believe it or not, I kind of was, I was, it kind of emboldened me a little bit, though, because I gave my assessment last week and it looks like that's kind of yeah. where they're going with it. So uh, I hope, I hope it's, uh, I hope it is as good as I think it's going to be. Uh, but with that, uh, you know what? If you guys want to tell us what you thought about uh, the uh, Ghostbusters trailer or anything we talk about it on the show, it's easy. You can reach out to us on our social medias. Of course, we're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like that page, share that page. Of course, we're on uh, Twitter at HorrorZone607 for all of our uh, for all your conversations to talk about it, use that hashtag HZ607 of course you can visit us on 8122productions.com you can stream and download the shows from there you can check out the page you can check out some reviews check us out give us some support and hits on that 8122productions.com and of course if you would like to support us get this show early and get everything else early for 8122productions and check out Love is Scary with Spooky Mike and Dr. Derek uh, go ahead and do that you can do that by uh, supporting us on Patreon $1 tier and $3 tier real simple we're not trying to get rich we're just trying to help support this podcast and to do that you just go to patreon.com slash 8122 productions and uh that's all i got for right now so we're going to hit the break when we come back from break we're going to do uh, actually some more horror news because we only did one second well one part there ghostbusters took up a whole segment so we will be right back with more horror news Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to the zone. So we got a lot more horror movie movie news to talk about here this week. Uh, The next thing that I kind of wanted to get into, uh, there was uh, some news uh, about The Conjuring 3 uh, that came out this week. So it's not going to be called The Conjuring 3. No, it is not. No, it is not. That would have been a clever name. Yeah, it would have been a clever name. So all of you that are hoping to see The Conjuring 3, you're going to be very, very, very sad and disappointed. It's there is no Conjuring 3. However, there is. The Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Uh, I'm intrigued by this. 
I am intrigued by this decision because the second movie was Conjuring 2. Yes. They're and the first one was The Conjuring. Conjuring. And now we're shying away from that and going into The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And they keep saying, everybody that's involved with this keeps saying this is going to be a very, very different feel to, to the movie. It's not going to be like the other two movies were, which were very similar. Allegedly, they were doing the Hellhound thing correct that that's alleged that's not that's so, not factual what Allegedly. this is about it, this one's gonna be more of a court case it's gonna be a guy that says that he was possessed and became a werewolf or something like that uh so this one i don't know you know there there's been there they've been very tight-lipped about it that, you know about the plot but that's the one thing that they have said is it has something to do with uh, a real case where there was a guy that claimed that he was possessed and turned into a werewolf or something right like and, that's, and that's why i said somebody. the hellhound thing cause, yeah you know um uh, I, I, I mean, I'm all right with it. I'm not going to shit on it because it has a different name. I just think it's weird when uh, it worries me sometimes when you leave something that you've done normally to go to something else. If, does that yeah. make sense? I mean, you know, it's, I'm kind of leery of that anytime. I mean, let's look at the saw series. For example, you had saw one, saw two, saw three, saw four, saw five, saw six. And then the part seven, which was the final one. It wasn't saw seven. It wasn't saw seven hat, you know, colon this, it was just, saw the final chapter you know that, that kind of and stuff and then it came back as jigsaw and then it which came ended back as up jigsaw. being a prequel right and then yeah and we don't so, know what's coming next no, we don't, but yeah. um but, you know it's i don't know I, I don't know that it's necessary for them to do that sort of a thing I, that's to me it's just a it's a pet peeve of mine i guess yeah. no once but, again i'm with you uh this might actually and i mean i've always said that i do not like haunted house movies and but i i enjoyed the conjuring movies just because right. they're they're good and they're well put together uh as far as the actual canon conjuring movies I should right say. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm intrigued about this. This is a little different. This isn't even a haunted house movie at this point. It's a possession movie, and I, I, I'd yeah. like to see where it plays out. I, if that's the case, when I, uh, you know, play it slowly, when I get to finally see a trailer, uh, we'll make a decision from there. Yeah. Well, look for The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It hitting theaters on September 11th, 2020. Got a long ways. Got a long ways to go. Almost a year. Uh, David Arquette was back in the news this week, as was Scream. So, um, so, so he was he was defending uh, the three FN uh, World Heavyweight Champion of Wrestling because he's our he's our world champion. He was doing right? that too. Oh, okay, yeah, a couple weeks ago too. I mean, him, CM Punk, Booker T. Yeah, there was a whole uh, big, thing. Big three FNW thing. So this has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, but yeah. it does have to do with the new Scream film that we're hearing. We're going to be oh, doing. okay, okay. So uh, as we know, there's a new Scream film that's being made. Uh, we don't know anything about it. We don't know if it's going to be Scream Five. We don't know if it's going to have any of the same characters. We don't know if it's going to be a reboot, a remake, a whole different story. We, we don't know. But David Arquette said he would love to be a part of the new Scream film. Uh, he just hasn't received any phone calls about it yet. Which leads me to believe that it's going to be a remake. Not necessarily, because I did read an article about it, and it basically said they're still in very early stages of production with this. And even when like Scream 4 was, was being made, the actors didn't, you know, they weren't on board in the early part of it i'm sure that they the writers had that in mind and maybe these ones do i still think you're right i think it's probably going to be a remake of some sort some sort of a reboot but um but you know at this point in time where they are in the you know in the making of it you know it's early production they wouldn't have contacted him yet right i got necessarily i I understand that but i i I really honestly think this is going to be a remake slash reboot i really i feel that way and uh i don't know if that's a good thing uh, in, in this case, and that's because let's I think be the honest, movies need the, to stay in canon. Yeah, because here's the problem: where this TV show fell on its ass. Yeah, like it was cool when they did the whole completely different thing, but when they did Scream, like and it looked like Scream this last time, it yeah. was bad because it had nothing to do with Scream. Right in the first two seasons of the series, again, it was more you know it was Scream meets Dawson's Creek. Right. right. Um, and I didn't mind it. Right, because it was different. It was and different. They had a different mask the, and everything. Right, but at the same time. 
I wouldn't want to see that made into a no, movie called no. Scream. It will fail. No, I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly there. I'm just saying that I'm surprised that they they would try to go into a different direction or if yeah. or a remake. Let's 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 put it this way: if they did a reboot, it's going to fail, in my yeah. opinion. Because you know, as a TV show, that's fine. I'm with you. And but as a remake, even. We just saw in a TV show where they used the ghost face mask, but did not right. use the real Scream characters or anything like that, where it failed and it was bad. So I'm telling you, if they do a remake and they have a new Sydney Prescott and they have a new Woodsboro slasher and they do Ghostface, it's not going to be good for them, especially because all those characters are beloved and they all are still around and willing to do another movie. Yeah, at least we think they are. At least, well, well, at least David Arquette is. Well, but, I'm sure that the know, other ones were as well. Scream 4 was considered a failure. It may, I'm looking at it right now. It had a $40 million budget, which is a fairly big budget. Um, it made $97.1 So it made back its budget times two. Yeah, and which is fine. In, in the so, world of horror, that's actually pretty good. Right. So, you know, people, I think that they thought, oh, wow, it's been 10 years or whatever it had been since there was a Scream film. We're going to make $500 million on this movie. And that didn't happen. But we're also in a time, you know, they're making a Halloween sequel that, that made all this money. We're kind of back in, in that, you know, in that frame of mind I guess is you know where, where people want to see that I was gonna say I'm glad people you are gonna want to see another screen movie maybe take it back to its origin somehow but you 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 know I think you said the right thing when you said time uh when they put out scream 4 it was not a huge boom time for horror right now is a huge boom time for horror right we just came off of a very successful year in horror movies of course when we do our year-end special right coming up here you'll you'll see that it was a super successful year right. for horror movies and again it didn't make 500 million dollars but it still made almost 100 million dollars on a 40 a, million a, dollar by budget. Way, it was a good movie yeah i, I mean it's it. my least favorite in it because it was different than the trilogy mm. it had the, it was basically a whole new story just involving the same characters it was but it it's was not that, that i didn't like it i just didn't love it it wasn't my least favorite three is my least favorite still oh i disagree four four is four was better than three no i disagree four with was that better than three. you can you i can think disagree. the three ties everything together really well with the series not i love the ending really. of it three throws in a bunch of stuff that we had no clue about until that moment like, like if you think about it, they, but that was the they, twist. That's but, what Scream was good at doing. Yeah, but they pulled it out of their ass. Everything else had a setup. If you think about it, because like, well, they like, didn't Scream too, too. Right. But think about it; it still had a setup, and it had the red herring, and it had all the the things. Yeah. That movie didn't even have a red herring. You were just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, <laughs> true. Think it about was there was silly. no red herring. It was silly. Of the first three movies, it was my least favorite. But I did love the end. They tried. They tried. I loved they what tried, they did as a twist. They tried hard to make Kincaid the the red herring and it didn't work yeah. and then they also at one point tried to make David Arquette the 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 red herring and it didn't work well like, David Arquette was originally supposed to be a killer I believe in the first movie or well, they, they I think were, it was the original movie he was going to be the killer well if you remember they wrote multiple scripts and multiple yeah. different people I do believe for Scream Two the working one was uh, to have Jamie Car Kennedy's character be the killer no. at one at one point in uh, originally her roommate was supposed to be the killer along with um uh, Mickey yeah. Those, but, but those two saying, were supposed to be the killers originally, and then originally also Stu was gonna Stu was gonna have a previously unknown twin brother, and he was gonna be a killer, right? But once again, they also had other scripts that they, they wrote. did. The and, first one wasn't like that because they didn't know what kind of a hit they right, were gonna right. have. But after that, they but, did multiple scripts and just filmed multiple things, right? Because I think uh, Courtney Cox Arquette once said that they filmed like for two and three they filmed like five different endings a piece right they were like so they had different killers different situations different ways of playing out and nobody knew even on the set what the one who, who was well the that killer. was what happened more in the third one than anything that was the big joke they actually talk about yeah the meta in, yeah because the, yeah. they keep rewriting the script in fact it was uh what's her name uh the blonde there the, uh, yeah I can't the played the, the one jenny mccarthy was, yeah 
Yeah, she even you know has another that line rewrite. There. Yeah, what? I you can't kill me. I was I'm the killer in stab. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, you know, time uh, time will tell what's right. going to happen with right. this. My my fingers are crossed that it'll have the original people back because I think that if you're going to make a scream movie and you want to honor Wes Craven, that's his creation. I'm with you. That's I'm his, with you. That's his creation. Uh, next up, season three of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina premieres on Netflix on January 24th. I've there yet you to go. see the show. Neither have I. It's, it's, not, good. it's not my cup of tea, but I've heard good things about it. Uh, I'm sure the fans are going to be clamoring for it because, like, once again, I, like, I've heard nothing but good things. It's just not up I my it's alley. It's quite popular so. with the teens. It is very quite popular. But that's who it's made for, too. Exactly. So, so that's why I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a teen. <laughs> I'll probably eventually give it a shot. I like Riverdale. No, well, Riverdale is... Uh, and it's same writer, same people. Riverdale's it's, interesting. Well, yeah, and Sabrina was originally part of the, the Riverdale yeah, gang. Yeah, She was an Archie character, so they were originally going to do a crossover, and then they decided not to. Yeah, I think it's different channels, that's why. Well, one's on Netflix, one's right, on, on CW. CW. Yeah, but that's still, what I'm saying. There's different networks involved. Yeah, It's always hard to do a crossover when there's different networks involved. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, that's just how it works. Uh, Joker. We talk about Joker on here from yeah, time to time. Yeah, okay, time to time. Uh, it's been nominated for four Golden Globe Awards. Uh, Best Picture, Drama. Best Actor, Joaquin Phoenix. Best Director, Todd Phillips. And Best Score. Get used to seeing that. It's probably going to be nominated for all those in the, the big Academy uh, Awards. In the Academy Awards as well. I'll be very surprised if it doesn't win at all, actually, the way they talked about uh, it. Todd, Usually I, it's some weird movie you never heard of that wins it, but... I, I, I don't think Todd Phillips is going to win director at either. I could be wrong. No, if I he's going to he win best either. director, he'll win it at the Golden Globes because they yeah. won't give it to him at the he Oscars. He won't win it at the Oscars. But he'll get nominated. Joaquin Phoenix will probably walk away... Should, in my opinion, seeing a lot of movies this year... Joaquin Phoenix had the performance of the year. He should walk away with the Golden Globe and the Oscar. I don't know that they'll give him an Oscar considering that they gave Heath Ledger an, an Oscar for the same thing. And, and let's face it's it, different. Heath Ledger won that award because he had passed away. But yes, but it's different. And he was great. Don't it, get me wrong. But, but that wasn't an Oscar-worthy performance compared like with, with traditionally how the Oscars work. He wouldn't have won it if he, if he hadn't died, I don't think. That's just my opinion. But to your point, it is but, also different. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, I mean, the, the Joker character, he never really was playing the Joker. He was yeah. playing Arthur Fleck. And it's very much in the... It, it, trust me, I, I think the greatest thing in that movie is his performance. I don't see him not winning because people will ride in the streets. I still need to see this movie. It's, it's amazing. I, uh, I mean, the movie itself, once again, I gave it a three out of five. Uh, it, it's because I didn't like how they were shoving down political agenda down your throat because Todd Phillips is very public yeah. about that. However, the Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix performance is the reason to watch this movie. Yeah. All day. It's yeah. amazing. It's a great performance. When it comes out on video, I'll check it out at this point video game news we got some video game news who doesn't like playing video games i know i do i like playing video games uh resident evil 3 it, we all know the resident evil 2 had a very successful remake that came out last year resident evil 3 is getting the remake treatment too it's coming out in april resident evil 3 nemesis will be uh coming out in april yeah I, I'm, I'm pumped for it i love nemesis when i was younger it's, it's a great game uh now, I've never played. I played, I believe it was 4 I tried to buy. Um, it was remastered for my PlayStation 4, but I wasn't a big fan. I didn't like the way it moved around and stuff. It just didn't play well. Uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, which is the seventh one, is actually the only one I've ever played, and it's quite different than the other ones. It's first person. It's it's different than all the other ones. I love that game. I've actually gone back and played it a couple of times, um, but Re I guess it's nothing like the original ones. I, I still got to get my hands on two. I heard it's a masterpiece. Oh, the, the remake is really good. Uh, Resident Evil 5 is probably the greatest game. That they've ever put out, but that's really opinion. most. See, people, I thought that five and six were like frowned upon. No, five is one the one that most people like the most. Maybe it was four and six. I know that people it's four really six, hated six. Yeah. 
Six was not very well received at all. The last one they just put out, it was just called Resident Evil, and you're in the house and stuff. It's more of a survival. Oh, that's Biohazard. Oh, is that, bio, is that's that what they call it? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's the first That's more of a survival uh, horror yeah. game, so yeah. And that was a great game. I just got the original a few months ago. The originals are more like a survival horror game as well. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's where it goes. Uh, there's another one coming out, uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, well, also coming not, out in April. Why, why not cash in on uh, all the survival? Survival horror games are so big right now. Yeah, so this one sounds like it's this one's a multiplayer game. This one kind of sounds like the Friday the Thirteenth game. Friday the Thirteenth, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that's so, what they're going with. I think basically what this one's going to be about. I haven't read much of the description, but I'm guessing it's going to be you're in a jungle. You're a bunch of people that are out in the jungle, and you're going to have a, somebody's going to be the predator trying to kill. I them. bet you it's different maps. One of them will be the jungle. One of them will be like another planet. One of them will be Los Angeles, hopefully. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm being yeah. serious. And and you will, and, and that's what it is. It's going to be like Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th. Somebody's the Predator, and then the other right. six or seven One or however many people. The predator planet. Yeah. It'll, It'll be the maps Yeah, the they'll, be, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, yeah, they'll do multiple ones. They yeah. might even do the Aztec one from Alien versus Predator. Like, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming like you'll get a bunch of different maps. I'm assuming you'll probably, maybe the game will start with five maps or whatever, but then they'll do DLC. But I would say, just off the top, just hearing what it is about, it is definitely going to be like Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th where you'll have one person's the predator and then they will hunt and kill off everybody until there's no one left or right. until everybody escapes or whatever. Yeah, that's probably what you're... You're, you're probably right. I don't know. It just looks like that way from what the description says. Yeah, saying, not so. a big fan of that type of game, but it'll, you know, it'll be I, fun. I really it'll like... All right. With all its problems, Friday the 13th was really good except for... Graphics were good and it was fine. I just wish I had a single player mode and I don't mean the offline mode. I wish that it actually had a story mode. <laughs> they, there was one in the works and then, you know, there's this thing called a lawsuit that happened yeah. and it screwed everything. Because think about it, they, they weren't even allowed... The developers were like, we can't even put a rock in the game. Yeah, I know. We couldn't even... So they couldn't do anything. They had, they had a map on a spaceship. They had Uber Jason all lined up because they already hit those goals. They had a single player mode that they were they were actually showing off, and you could do the. There was a little uh, tutorial thing that you could do in the virtual cabin. Virtual cabin, show, yeah. And that was the mo- to me that was the most fun part right. of the game. It was a puzzle. But it, but it, there was a part there where it showed off what what the single player was going to be. They had videos and stuff of gameplay of the single player. You can find them on YouTube because they had already put it in development. But once that lawsuit hit, they had to stop everything. Right. Everything. They well, can't. They and they did change say that even though they're doing, they can still do updates to the game to like fix yeah. problems. They did say that once this is settled they won't go back and just add more it just takes too much to start from scratch mm-hmm. from where they are so here's hoping that they make a sequel to it and, i hope so because uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff out there to make a sequel hopefully yeah. they do because it was very successful i just don't know because there was so much stuff everything from the movies was in there are you really going to send out another game that's going to be the exact same thing but just you know add more i don't know it's going to have to have more from launch if they're going to do that but i hope that they do ready for this i think you can and here's how you do it because they weren't allowed to change some things, there's a bunch of stuff that they can add that they did not have in the first one. You can bring back all that stuff, but you make the game about a single-player campaign, and you put it as a uh, Evil Within style, survival horror game. Oh, that'd be amazing. Where you're the character trying to get away from I just the second one. I'm not a fan of the first one. And then one. you have the multiplayer portion of it, just kind of just like the first one, just with new maps and stuff yeah. like that. You add some little like new things, but you have a multiplayer version, so you can, ha- you can play the multiplayer right. where one person's Jason, everybody else is survivors, vice versa. But you do a campaign mode, and you could do the campaign mode split it you could do the can you could run through the campaign as jason you can run through the campaign as the survivor that'd be amazing that's how i would do it and just create a whole cool campaign mode and make the game about the campaign mode with the multiplayer f- as a as a bonus pretty much I, I that's what that's i that's why i think you could do, do that happens. i hope it happens unfortunately the the lawsuit ruined a lot of things right including that 
All right, so moving on. Uh, after the next Doctor Strange movies uh, comes out, uh, director of Sinister Scott Derrickson, who is apparently involved in uh, the Doctor Strange movie, I couldn't care less about that because I'm not a fan of those movies, and I really didn't like the first Doctor Strange movie. Uh, so the new one's going to be a horror movie, supposedly, but I really didn't. I, I couldn't care less. What this story is about is uh, Scott Derrickson is going to be making a brand new uh, R-rated horror movie from a Joe Hill story. Well, that sounds pretty cool, but I am also excited to see Doctor Strange because I, unlike you, Apparently I do it's like be more of a horror movie yeah, this time around. I do, but. I do, I did like the first Doctor Strange movie, and I do like comic book movies. Obviously, I, I, I am a host of a podcast called Three Fat Nerds, but uh, so I, I'm a fan. Uh, so unlike you, I, you're, and I get it, you don't like the MCU movies, but that's fine. Most of them. Uh, so, so with that being said, I'm excited that he's going to do a straight horror movie from Joe Hill. Joe Hill's done some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I love this story that was on Creep Show. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see more from from him. Uh, right. Well, more adaptations from Joe Hill story. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke. We don't hear much about him these days. You know, he, he made a bunch of things and kind of like disappeared a little bit. He well, made that money and then took took an early retirement. Why the hell? Right. Not? Well, is is. You know, anybody that's a fan of The Purge, the movies, The Purge, everybody would know that he was in the original one. He starred in the original one, personally my favorite movie in the series. Uh, but I've also been a fan of a, a couple of the sequels. I haven't seen a few of the sequels, uh, but it was a fan of the, the, the original sequel. Um, and I've been a big fan of the TV series. TV series season two is winding down. Uh, actually, this week uh, is the second to last episode. Next week is the finale. Well, Ethan Hawke is going to be reprising the James Sandon character from the original movie. So what you're saying is the second season of this this series is a prequel to the original. Apparently, movie. or it's going to. From what I read, it looks like it's going to have a flashback moment in it. Oh, okay. Uh, but as you know, he was a salesman for the security. Yeah, company, yeah or yeah. he owned the security company or something. I can't. Remember. I haven't seen the original movie in a while. He was a high up executive there, and he create. He was the inventor or creator, if you will, of the security. Right. System, from for what some I reason, I thought it was called Sandin Security, but it might have been. But like I said, he. I don't. I think that you know his his biggest thing that they talked about in the movie is that he is the one that created those systems. Right. So like whether he was the president or not i don't remember off the top of yeah, my head but i know he, cre- he created the systems right well, yeah yeah he's gonna be in the series so that's pretty cool i love that they're gonna be doing that you know crossing over a, the movie character with the series the tv series uh seven, again second season not quite as good as the first one because it takes place in the off season so it's kind of like everything that goes on is like preparing for the purge night so but, it's kind of it's still good it's just the first season was more exciting because the purge was actually going on but i think they did they something, had to do something different with they, it, i was gonna say they did something cool this time and they showed you a different view of right. the world and it's which very I well written i love the characters i'm gonna miss them when it's over so it's still really really good even if it's a prequel to the original movie i'm fine with that because they've messed with the storyline anyway yeah. if you remember the last movie was actually the first purge right which i haven't so seen it the first one yet. actually it was pretty good it was pretty good uh i, I just want to point out they, they've done that before where they mess with the storyline and put things in different because they can it's not right. like it's a it's kind of cool to do that in the, in this particular story so right you know, until you get to the last purge you 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 can mess around with wherever you want to be uh so the last couple things we have here uh, in the news this week uh and it's not much news really i guess but uh there was talk that there was going to be an us part two and uh and i apologize for the pronunciation of the character's name but the main character uh, was played by i believe her name is pronounced lupita nyongo or nyongo close enough uh she played red yeah in the movie and uh, she says Red is dead. Uh, she has no intention of doing us too if they um, make it. 
I, I don't think that that movie needs a sequel. I don't Quite either. Quite personally, I think you should leave it as a standalone because yeah. I, I feel like it did all that it needed to do. What do you, How do you make a sequel to that movie? Just just have all of them Rehash taking over? It, basically. And, and yeah. I don't want to see it rehashed. No. I, I like it as how it is. You, the only way you could possibly do it is to shoot it from a different family's perspective. Right. To me, but actually, I, they can do it, it like Purge style. You yeah. had in the original movie, you had what was basically a slasher movie, and then the sequels and everything since has taken it out You know, to the bigger you know, to the world. But I don't even know if I want to see that in us. I, I like the story yeah. in us. I think you leave it alone. I think you have it one and done. And yeah, that's my opinion. Uh, and kind of related news, uh, Mike Flanagan recently did say that he'd be up for doing a Dr. Sleep 2, but uh, he wants to do it, if, if it was going to be done, he'd want to do it as an Abra-centric movie. So he's not so ruling it out if it was it, to come. Standing on its own. Right. Not based More on More about anything. the Abra character, starring the same uh, right, right, right. actress. Right, once again, though, not, not doing any, not having anything to do with the books or movies right. other than the fact that the character and Stephen King apparently is you know he he did say in the interview you know he did talk to Stephen King during production of the movie saying is there more we can do here do you think there's more we can do here and Stephen King was supposedly all for it so we'll yeah, see if it happens why not? If, if you're gonna do a spinoff it didn't really make the money that they thought it was going to make although it did well it didn't do as well as they thought it was going to so I don't know that we'll actually see that but yeah it's you never know so, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's all I got. I know you had. No, I had one class, uh, last thing though. Uh, uh, we talked about this a, a few months ago. Uh, a movie called Antlers. Yes. Uh, it's uh, being produced by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, it's based on a short story called The Quiet Boy. Anyways, it got its final chapter. Uh, it is being directed by Nick Anacosta and Antakoska. I can't say his name. Sorry. Uh, he did directed a bunch of stuff on Channel Zero. Uh, for Channel Zero, I should say. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's based, based off of Scott's, uh, Scott Cooper's uh, uh, script. Uh, Ant- Antlers comes out on April 17, 2020. Like I said, the last, uh, the final trailer is out now. And uh, it is, uh, it's interesting. It looks like a, it looks like a man who is being transformed into this uh, uh, elk kind of monster, if you will. You don't really get a clear shot of the monster. Get quick, quick glimpses. It does look massive and stuff. And you get a clip glimpse of like a what it looks like a transformation scene. But it's just click. It doesn't show you enough, which is fine. I like that. I want to keep it obscure. Uh, but it's piqued my interest because it looks like a cool creature feature. Uh, I, I, I might check this one out. Check out the if you get I think a chance. It looks awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say if you get a chance, check out the trailer for Antlers, and it comes to you in April. Uh, it could be one to watch for next year. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, and I, I dug it so. Uh, with that, that's going to bring us to the end of the uh, horror news segment. Uh, we are now going to switch gears. We're going to take our final break, come back for the final segment. Of course, that's Talking Horror. And of course, it's Twas the Night Before Black Christmas Part 2. And uh, we'll be coming back to you with all of that when we come back. Because we'll be right back. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to the zone for this final segment. Of course, it's time for talking horror, and uh, we buried the lead already. We buried the lead. It's twas the night before Black Christmas, 
part two. Uh, last week we covered the 1974 classic Black Christmas. Tonight we are going to cover the 2006 remake. And uh, of course, we're doing this because we're not going to cover that garbage film that's coming out this week. That <laughs> uh, uh, it still doesn't look like it has anything to do. I will agree with Mike. The last trailer does have a couple things in there piqued my interest a little bit. But once again, it still does not look like it has anything to do to share the name Black Christmas. No. And I'm I just and I'm pretty sure you could put the TV spots that came out uh, today and uh, like the other trailers. You could put it together and you can actually make the whole movie. Probably. And and here's my my biggest gripe. And if for before people uh, wonder why I'm not for it is because I don't like when people slap a name on a movie and it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, I was harsh on Child's Play last year, and then I ended up enjoying it because for what it was, it was very entertaining. But at the end of the day, the one thing we didn't complain in that movie is they still had a Chucky. Yeah, they made it more newer. They didn't. They did a, a, an animatronic because that would that would be what would happen now. There would be a robot doll. Let's be honest, it's 2019. Yeah. Uh, so they did that, and they made it a little new age. But it was still was Chucky at the end of the day. Right. Uh, this looks like it has nothing to do with the original or the remake, which the remake, of course, had to do with the original, just different endings, if you will. Uh, I mean, there's different things in, in it as a whole, but the ending and the killer reveal, completely different because the original doesn't have a killer reveal, if you remember what we talked about last week. So I'm just not behind a movie that's using another movie's name to try to sell tickets. Basically, they're trying to use the Black Christmas name to get the connotation that it's related to the 1974 classic, and it's not. It looks like a version, a horror version of The Skulls. Yeah. Uh, as, as we joked about in the Three Fat Nerds podcast, call it Skulls for Skull Harder. I mean, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's. I digress. Let's talk about uh, the 2006 remake of Black Christmas. And it came out December 25th, 2006. I remember US. that. It came out on Christmas Day. I remember that. How, how awesome was that? It had a budget of $9 million and it made $21.5 million in the U.S., so it made its money back. Cinematography was done by Robert McLaughlin and it was directed by Glenn Morgan. Uh, I'm going to give you the, uh, before we jump in and tell what we thought about the movie, I am going to give you the synopsis that Google has on it. The holiday season turns deadly for a group of sorority sisters played by Katie Cassidy, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Chaubert, Michelle Trachtenberg. Look at that. that. That's like a dream for Mike. Oh, that, I love Matri- that, I, I that's loved early her at that time. I and say, Lacey is, Chaubert. I was going to say, that was like, that's, like a, that's like a wet dream for a, a Mike in the early 2000s, yeah. I think. Uh, between, I just want to say, Lacey Chaubert still looks like she did then. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, uh, not she's so fallen on some hard times. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, so anyways. I'd still like to hang out with her, though. She seems like a cool girl. Who are stranded at their campus house during a snowstorm. These co-eds better watch out for a vicious killer is on the loose, and he will not care if they are naughty or nice. I love <laughs> I love the Google plug for it. So anyways, Michael. Uh, so b- the biggest takeaway is, so this is a, definitely a remake slash reimagery of the original. Uh, you don't dive in the way we dived into the original. I do believe this opens with a scene from a Christmas past. Does it not? Uh, I'm trying I, to remember. It's I, been a while I, I since think I've watched I, it. I, I could be wrong, so people at home, if you're yelling at it, I do believe that this movie opens with... Uh, I with, think it's kind of a flashback With a to... flashback to an, an old Christmas where you see a young yellow boy... A little yellow boy, yes. Yes, a little yellow boy. And we're not being racist. He's literally got jaundice. He's jaundiced. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. So there's a little yellow he's, boy. Uh, he's literally very I, I just, yellow. I just want to apologize and not say that, 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 that right. there's no racism. He is literally yellow because yes, he's jaundiced. Bright yellow. And he's at Christmas. And uh, his stepfather is arguing with his mother. And, and and then it fades away. Now, then you find out that there was people killed in this house. Yes. But the killer was never caught. Yes. And it was assumed to be the little yellow boy. 
Well, the killer was caught. Was he? Yes. Yeah, because you'll find in another flashback later in the movie that uh, he... Uh, <laughs> so so his real father gets murdered by the mother. Okay. And I don't remember how it plays out, like where in the movie it fits in, but the, the mother kills the father because she's having an affair with some other guy. That guy moves in and they're, you know, abusing this little boy, Billy. Billy. They're, yeah. they're well, abusing Billy the little now. yellow boy, let's Billy. Look. And... Um, from I can't remember exactly what happens, but they end up having a, a, a baby girl. They have a little girl, a yep. little baby. And something happens where the mother... Something happens with the stepfather. I don't know, remember if Billy kills him, the mother kills him, but the stepfather gets killed. He gets murdered. And then the mother actually... Actually, this is what happens. The stepfather didn't have the baby. The mother rapes Billy when he's like a teenager. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. And has a baby. So the baby is his sister slash daughter. Yes. Sister daughter. Yes. And uh, he eventually kills the mother and makes Christmas cookies out of her skin. And the cops show up and take him away and put him away. Yes. Okay. That, now you're, so he ends now up in an asylum. Asylum. But yes, it does show a flashback to the, the, the stepfather, if you will, dying. Yes. Uh, so anyways, uh, then, you know, flash forward, we're on the campus in the house that they were out, but it is now a sorority house. Yes. It's been turned into a sorority house. And you have the girls and, and, and much like the original, you know, they're getting drunk and some of them are going home for Christmas and some of them are not. They're just partying their asses. And off. you know who's there? Michelle Trachtenberg and Lacey Chabert. That's right. Yes. And they, they reprise the roles of Margot Kidder and I forgot the other actors. Basically, they're more or less. They're those characters. They're, they're not exactly those characters, but those are the two that are playing those characters are similar but Simula yeah they're they're i'm just trying to make a correlation here and of course the same things happen pretty much the, the it is led you you have the red herring in the beginning of the movie by the way like throughout some of the first portions of the movie there is the red herring of the boyfriend of of the of the one girl yes but then very quickly it, it allows you to know that it, that billy the yellow boy is now back as the yellow man yes he escapes from his uh, cell <laughs> yes. on christmas and he 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 actually disposes of that boyfriend quick in this movie and that's how you find out no the boyfriend makes it to the end oh, does he I yeah thought he got rid of it. It's, it's but he kills guy. off the people that are in the prison cell oh yeah that's right <laughs> I, I, it's I, a mess of a movie. Don't yeah, worry. Don't feel bad. Uh, he kills a bunch of people in this movie. The, the, yeah. the, it has a body count. It has a body count. And so, pretty graphic the way that he does it. So the, none of these are the important parts. Most of the, For the most part, this part is all right. I mean, I don't like the fact that we know the killer, but it's still a pretty decent slasher film throughout the movie. It's where the end comes in that I start to be like, eh. And now, mind you, none of this makes it better than the original. The original is a classic. This is not so much, but this was a watchable movie till the end. And you yes. know me, I'm usually big on endings. This ending sucked. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I hated this ending. It became a convoluted mess, and they just they twisted the story into something it didn't need. So sister-daughter makes a comeback yes. to try to save daddy-brother towards the end of the movie. Yes. And if I remember correctly, they get away, kind of. Yeah, the house ends up starting on fire, and they are presumed dead and they end up in the morgue in the hospital and he's not really dead and the sister ends up there <laughs> somehow too. It, it was a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. It was an absolute mess. So with that being said, all this convolutedness, and I still like this better than probably what we're going to see. I would have to agree and I don't even know what's coming necessarily with the new movie. Right. We do know, but we don't know, but I cannot imagine the new but one's going to be anything like the original I'm gonna or give, the remake. I'm going to give it a shout out. It, it did have some cool death scenes. There are some cool kills in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you it, get it's eyes a good gouged out. I was going to say, yeah. You get a candy cane stabbing. Uh, you get uh, an icicle falling off uh, a roof and going right through somebody's head. I mean, it, it's it's, it's got some brutal got. kills. There's, it's definitely a slasher film. And so, I, and for that aspect, I'll give it like a, it's watchable. Yeah. 
the storyline I don't like. I don't. The one cool thing we we kept talking about it last week in 1974. What made Black Christmas 74 a classic is you never see the killer. You don't know who the killer right. is. It's, it, one, it's got a coherent story. It's full of suspense. It's full of atmosphere. That house was just done up to perfection. The colors that they use, the the Christmas lights, you know, that kind of stuff. That was all there in the original one. This one takes a similar thing. The house actually was was somewhat similar. It, it looked very similar. And the use of red and green, you know, the, the Christmas lights and stuff like that really play a big part in, in the atmosphere in it. It's it's very, very atmospheric. Yeah. Which I do love very much in a horror movie, as you know. Unfortunately, it's it's convoluted. Yeah, it was a convoluted and mess. Bad. And it's, you know, the, the girls were good. The girls that were in the movie were, were likable. They were funny. Um, you know, you you had that. Um, you know, and some might say that the characters are actually stronger in this one than, the, than in the original one. I like the characters better in the original movie, but this one they had more personality. I'll give you that. You know, so that kind of shines. Um, it's just it's just the killing part. Yeah, it's, it's just the killer. I should say it's the killer. I mean, if you if you if, first of all, in the original, we are led to believe there's only one killer. Yes, and yes, it is led to believe that it is the, the rumored to be this this yellow boy Billy, even in the original. But you never well, see because it. on the phone he keeps saying, "Oh, Billy Agnes." Right, but that's where this legend. So that's where the legend of Billy and Agnes from the the yellow boy comes from. Yes, is from the original movie. So there is from the phone calls that he makes. Right, so that's where the legend comes from. Yes, so they just took the legend and ran with it. Right, and that's where we that's where we are in 2006. Right. Um. So with that being said, like I said, it's watchable. It's a slasher film. Uh, It's fun until the end. It's you might as well give it if you've never seen it, give it a watch. Yeah, I would say it doesn't hurt to watch. You'll probably like some of the kills in it if you're especially if you're a slasher fan. You like kills in movies. It's got it's got them for you. As Mike pointed out, you've got some really unique ones in, in you know that you haven't necessarily seen in most mainstream horror movies. It is shot very well. Cinematography is done very well. I mean, it's not like it's a low budget horrible movie. Right. It's it's really good. The practical effects are good as well. So, like I said, it's not the best movie. Uh, I mean, if you're asking me out of a scale of ten, I'm probably giving this movie like a three and a half. I would probably do the same. Well, somewhere between a, a three and a four, three and a half. You know, the original, like I said, four. Is, the the original is nine plus. Oh yeah, it's uh, a classic. The original to me. was one of the greatest horror nine, movies of nine all time. Plus. And this, this is one like a three because and of half. the atmosphere, the look, the characters, and stuff like that. The the girls and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, give it about I'll, a four. You know what? Out of time. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll bump it to a four. I'll bump it to a four because I of think the this kills. is the first time we've agreed exactly. On I, a movie. Yeah, I, I think I'll bump it to a four because of the kills. After you point that out, there is that. We'll give it a point for all the good things. Atmosphere, kills. Uh, it was shot very well in the strength of the actors. Yeah. So I'll give it and a Bob four. Bob Clark was involved in it. Yeah. Is, is a producer. Well, you, you can tell though. Like I said, this movie is a. It, this is not like a low budget. This is a shot movie. This is. Oh, what, yeah, it yeah. looks amazing. The atmosphere, the way it was shot, the strength of the characters, and the kills. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a point for all of those. Storyline really is what drops it. The main character wasn't as strong. Olivia Hussey was great in the original yeah. one. In this one, you had Katie Cassidy basically taking on the same yeah. kind of role, and she wasn't as good. She's not as good of an actress as, as mm. Olivia Hussey. No. So it. it she looked good. Yeah, she. Yeah, but, but she. Uh, she and she wasn't as likable either. Yeah, I found that I didn't really like. I liked some of the other girls, the the lesser characters. And, and if you let's were just point out in the original movie, Olivia Hussey's pregnant, and the whole thing, the whole subplot that's going on, she's fighting with her boyfriend, and the the boyfriend becomes the red herring uh, because she's pregnant and she wants to have an abortion. Oh yeah, you know this, and this is 1974 when this movie yeah. came out, so she wants to have an abortion. She's not exactly a good person, but she was still a more likable character and a better better oh, yeah, character absolutely. than what she was in the remake. You know, like I said, I, I I found that I liked some of the secondary characters better, than I like the main character. Oh yeah, in, in the in the Lacey Schaubert's the rich snot. Uh, yeah, but she's Michelle Trachtenberg is kind of witty and Michelle Trachtenberg is probably the most likable 
as far as like who you kind of relate to. Yeah. Lacey Chalbert, you're, she's kind of... Uh, she's the rich, snotty she, princess. You want to see her get killed. Yeah. You want to see her get killed. She's not a nice person right. in that movie. You want to see her get killed. But uh, she does Mary it very Elizabeth well. Winstead is kind of just like, she's like the southern girl. Yeah. And she's like the, the down home south of the southern, yeah. like Belle. Just kind of clueless. Yeah. Uh, but, but Michelle Trachtenberg's probably the most liked. Crystal Lowe album. is the closest thing that was uh, to Margot Kidder's character. She's yeah. drunk the whole movie and this and that. Um, like I said, Michelle Trachtenberg, uh, the worst part about it is she's not the main star, but she's the most likable out of right. all of them. So that was just weird for me. So, Mike, we're going to play the game now. Yeah. We're going to play the game. So, uh, IMDb, remember there can be points. It's out of 10. Okay. So, what do you think that they gave Black Christmas 2006? Is it just, it's something so, point, something so, out so, of yeah, 10? Yeah, it's something point, something out of 10. 4.2. Man, you're damn close. 4.6 out of 10. Wow. All right. Metacritic. Now, remember, Metacritic is just critics. It's a, 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 an algorithm, a, a combined average of critic scores. And this is and out of a percentage, right? This is out of 100%. Percentage? Yep. No, no points, just percentage. Percentage. Uh, 50%. 40%. You're way off. 22%. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes. Now, mind you, we're combining fans and critics. What do you got? It's got to be about 25%. A uh, little, little lower. 15%. Really? Yeah, man. It failed bad. Uh, but you'll be surprised. Google users. What do you think that is out of 100%? And that's just fans. 45 Way higher, eighty-two percent. What? Eighty-two percent. I, I wish no. I was making this up. Uh, do you think I should hit the thumbs up or thumbs down? Give it a thumbs down, for, just for the sheer stupidity of the people that voted that high on it. Yeah. So there we go. Hopefully, that'll drop it down to eighty-one percent. No way that movie is that. Oh. But you, you find, know what it is. You it, find the, time, the Google users. The it was Google a bunch users. of teenagers and twenty-year-old people that had never seen the original movie. And you know, and here's the thing. I was going to say this when you were kind of, you know, when we were talking about it uh, a couple minutes ago. If you're going to watch both movies, if you're going to sit down this Christmas season and you want to watch both of them, you get a hold of both of them. I would probably almost recommend watch the remake first, watch the 2006 one first, and then watch the 1974 one because if you do it the opposite way, you're going to realize just how bad it is. You might like it if you've never seen the original one. Not true. That's and, true. You know, you don't know what that story is, so it's not as bad. You know, we're from an era where there was really, really good horror movies, and a lot of our listening audience is a little bit younger than that. You know, so they may not, you know, they, they don't, they they may not know the original movie. You know, the, things are different. They're slicker. You know, from from the late '90s on, they make slick horror movies, slick slasher movies. So I would probably recommend doing that, and then go watch the original one. And if you don't think the original one is the better movie, watch it a second time. Give it maybe a little bit of time to digest it, but go back and watch it again because it is seriously, like you said, a nine plus out of ten. Oh yeah, it is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. So that may be the better way to do it. If you do it the other way, you're going to see what we saw and you're not going to like it very much. I think you're very right. You know what, Mike though, here we are at the end. I'm about to give the last plugs before you end the show and we didn't give anything a fail of the week. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot this Friday, black Christmas comes out in the theater. <laughs> there is the fail of the week uh, on the show that we always, next week we, we always see how much movie, how much money the movie made? Uh, probably not much because Jumanji's going to make it all. Frozen will still make a good t- portion. So I'm calling somewhere between five and ten million. Yeah, but that will that might not even put it in the top five. Nine point five million. I'm going to guess. You're, I'm going to make that prediction. Nine point five million for Black Christmas. If it makes, nine point, if it makes nine point five million, it'll make the top five. It'll be number five. Yeah. Uh, because Jumanji's going to make a hundred and some million this week. Uh, Frozen will probably make another. 20 million yep. and then there's a cut then there's a couple other movies that'll fight it out after that for the low low whatever right the following week though will be owned by star wars yeah like, let's, let's be well, honest. lucky they didn't come out the same week as that well here's the thing uh you know what's coming out the same week as star wars by the way speaking of horror movies 
the the uh, the motion picture version of Cats. Oh, and man, if you saw the look of that, it is a horror Memories. movie. Memories. Uh, but why would you put that up against Star Wars? By the way, Star Wars already has over it's it's over 125 million dollars in pre-sale tickets. They're going to blame men if it fails. That's yeah, what's going to happen. But, well, uh, Star Wars is slated to make between 175 and 200 million opening week. They've already sold 125 million plus in pre-sale, which is the highest amount ever sold in pre-sale. It'd be Endgame even. So it's it's, it's Cats ridiculous. will have its audience. It's going to be people that like musicals and people that have seen the, the Broadway Yeah, but show, coming out but... on a week where a movie's already got 100... It's going <laughs> to make 200... A week where a movie's going to miss 200 million just in the States That alone. movie looks like it has got a huge budget on it. Just based on the, the special effects and the cost costumes in that cats movie that thing there is no way it's going to make its money back it's not pure, opening where it is dude pure nightmare this, fuel, this movie should have come out in march M- april mike, mike we should review that movie because that's cats? that's pure nightmare oh, fuel. please don't make me watch no, that I, but think about it it's pure nightmare fuel. i watched the Did furies i watched boar with you i don't want to watch cats the furies was good don't don't shit on the furies no that was, it was. That was one of the it best was. movies this Boar was all right too but Boar was fun for what it was but yeah Boar was going to be a better movie than cats i don't want to watch cats no i, I don't want to watch it either i'm just saying but tell me that's not nightmare fuel just the graphics fuel yeah you know what's even more nightmarish about it? Somewhere in there, I don't even, I haven't even recognized which one it is. Taylor Swift is in there. Uh-huh. Uh, where's where's the sound? One more time. There's another fail of the week. Yeah, that's for you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> there you go. All, all we have to say is between cats and the Black Christmas movie coming out. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. At this yeah. time point, Jokes, I just had to get a couple in. So you might as well. You know what? Let's round out the bases here. Uh, so, first of all, uh, if you want to talk about anything we talk about, if maybe you love cats, maybe you want to defend cats, maybe you want to defend the Black Christmas movie that's coming out this week, or if you want to talk about anything else we talked about on the show, or just reach out to us because we always like to have conversations. Uh, you can go ahead and like us and and on uh, Facebook, Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven. Also share that page, you know, help us out there. And you can follow us on Twitter at Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven. Remember to join the conversation. Always use the hashtag HZ Six Zero Seven. You can also visit us on our website. 8122productions.com uh, check out the Horror Zone 607 page check out the 3 Fat Nerds page as well it's up on there you can get all of the uh, shows you can download them and stream them right from our website you can also check out some of Mike's reviews from the past I promise Black Christmas will not well the new Black Christmas will not be one of them yeah, also, unless cats, I go see it. also Cats will not be one I of them I almost want to go see it just so I can give it a terrible review uh, and Cats cats will not be one of them obviously no I can guarantee uh, I'll never be reviewing Cats uh, also you can see what we're up to you can see the news and all that great stuff uh, and, and more will be added soon so check that out always uh, it's always a good tool to find out what we're doing here at the 8122 productions family uh, also uh, if you would like to support this show our, our 8122 productions we got a great way for you to do that and that's on patreon uh, we give out a, we get some really cool content on there uh, you get all the shows early so if you, you know we record horror zone 607 currently on Tuesday nights for the most part and it comes out Wednesday to all of you in the masses if you're on patreon you get it on Tuesday night as soon as I edit it I put it right on patreon so you get it a little earlier same thing with the three fat nerds podcast uh you the flagship show you get it the night before and with three fat nerds you get it uncut uncensored and uncooked as we call it and uh, it comes with bonus content as well and then we have the wrestling show that we just started doing again uh we had a lot of guests last week ken m from the odph was on it was a lot of fun and uh you get bonus content on that show and early as well and of course the big thing you get is once a month you get love is scary with spooky mike and dr Derek. and trust me it's worth the 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 price alone there's two tiers one dollar and three dollars we're not trying to break the bank it's one dollar a month three dollars a month it does help it does go towards helping us pay for things here as a matter of fact i haven't taken any money out of it yet in the two months we've been on because i'm just kind of saving the money until we can put it towards something 
Uh, but yeah, cause, uh, you know, but support us if you would like, if not, we're going to still give you the show for free. Don't worry. It's not going away, but, uh, you know, we want to give you a cool option and give you some cool bonus content. So you can do that by going to patreon.com slash eight, one, two, two productions. All right. Thank you, Rich. Uh, so two weeks from now is Christmas week. So we will actually be on hiatus that week. Uh, so next week you're going to want to tune in because I know we've talked a lot about, you know, black Christmas the last two weeks, but next week is going to be our Christmas horror movie special. So our Christmas spooktacular, the Christmas we'll, spooktacular. We'll, we'll work on something. We'll else. work on something. I, 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 but, but you know, next week we will be talking about all different kinds of uh, Christmas horror movies. Uh, on top of all the the biggest news, as you know, we we won't miss that. So uh, you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, so tune in next week, as you always do, and we appreciate you listening. And uh, for Rich, I am Mike C. Saying. Thank you.